0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why, I don't know. What up,
2: everybody? Brand new episode, Complex Sports Podcast, Load Management Podcast. It's your man, Chops. Back for another week with my fellow friends, Zion, Adam Caparell. Fellas, how are we doing? I let okay. Before we even get it, say whatever you want. I'm still feeling good about the Browns. I they lost yesterday. I'm still feeling good. Four and two play the Bengals, gonna be five and two. I'm feeling fine. So, dish whatever in fallacies, uh, whatever you want to say, dish whatever wrong things at me right now. Let's go.
3: We told you, we told you, my guy. Did we I? I agreed
2: you. with you that I agreed with you that I didn't feel confident about the Steelers game. So continue.
3: No, no. We told you they were going to get smacked, and, and they I got agree. smacked completely and, and, embarrassed.
2: Yeah, when you when you when your quarterback's beat up, and you don't have your top running back, and your defense is beat up, that's bound to happen. And you're missing your the best offensive lineman in football. So continue.
3: Weren't you weren't you just saying last week that this offense is like one of the best offenses in the NFL even and, and then Chuck? they
2: got banged up they got banged up from them yeah so oh continue. oh
3: so they can't play hurt now
2: well, it's tougher to play hurt against a good Steelers defense because uh, Steelers-
3: Baker, Baker Baker was not looking like an NFL quarterback yesterday let me he's tell you hurt.
2: that he, he he he's hurt I'm not going to that, make excuses for excuse? him but he's hurt he's hurt he was hurt
3: because and if you look at his numbers even against the Cowboys secondary he only threw for 165
2: yards so so, so here let's talk about it cuz you keep you told me yesterday that Baker hasn't played good in any of these games so far this season which is incorrect in the washington bengal's cowboys and colt's game other than the second half of the colt's game baker has played well he's a game he's not manager played well. he's, he's a game manager he's, no 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 he hasn't
3: he has no, I don't want to interrupt you. Can no, finish no, 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 do... let
2: me speak because you're, you're, you're because you're you're not saying incorrect you're not saying correct statements right now. He has played well. Y'all, he hasn't thrown for a lot of yards. You know what he's done? He's thrown for touchdowns and he and in those wins no. he hasn't turned the ball over. Do you hear how
0: many qualifiers he's using? If but and, and, all these yeah, extra I'm things to qualifiers.
2: justify. <laughs> I'm using qualifiers. I told you guys after the Ravens game. Hey, it's looking shaky for this guy right now. Let's see what he can do in this offense in this system. He's managed. Against worse teams to show that hey they can probably win some games. He here's the yeah, thing. Everybody's really? everybody's tweeting me and everything. The Browns beat the Steelers and the Ravens last season, and they were terrible. They were awful. The Browns were. So I
0: don't. Mason so, Rudolph was the quarterback for the Steelers last year. Yeah. Okay, Lamar
2: <laughs> Jackson was the quarterback of the Ravens. Any other qualifiers you want to put on that? Adam? Well, well you're, we talking, hey, man, you're why the why king of qualifiers this year? week, so I'm
0: giving you another qualifier.
2: I'm not qualifying anything. The Browns got beat up. Baker didn't look good. We're okay. on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. That's great. That's good to see you You
3: were humble this week after that clown monologue. I'm not humble shit.
2: We're game. still going to the playoffs. I told you uh. what it
3: is. Bro, bro. This is the first good team besides the Ravens. The y'all. Colts hey. are good. The Colts are good. And y'all got smoked. But you just
0: got through the hardest part of your schedule, pal.
3: We
2: did. We have the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. So I'll see you guys in the playoffs.
3: Bro, bro. And then this nonsense that, that you were talking about with uh, Baker yesterday on your Twitter. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You're not keeping the same energy because you're the same I'm, person. No, 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 no. Let me finish. You're the same person who said Jimmy G was trash last year, and he was doing the same thing in game management. He was managing the game, and they got to the Super Bowl. So okay, why aren't so you let's keeping see how the Bacon same can, energy? Baker, Baker, Baker might be a game manager. I'm a, I've i accepted that.
2: That might be the case. That means but, he's not good. But That means he's not good. There, there's that plenty is. of good quarterbacks who are game managers. Also... Who? Ryan Tannehill, before this explosion, many called him a game manager. That is a fact. And Ryan, when, when,
3: Ryan, Tannehill Ryan Tannehill has, has leveled
2: that up. That he's, actually, he, he's, no, he's proved cool. that he's not, but at, there was a time when Ryan Tannehill was the definition of a game manager quarterback. Adam, you can't tell me I'm wrong about that. That is a fact.
0: Uh, Ryan Tannehill has completely, uh, he's re- completely revamped, the rewritten, yes. whatever the hell you want, whatever term you want to use, hes he's completely changed his trajectory in his career, and it's been pretty ridiculous to... Um, watch and we asked a kid to leave on the podcast about Ryan Tannehill. gave us some good insights. We about We have an his interview with
2: coming coming up a little bit. Yes, Chris Bosch interview first, yes, and then and then to leave two very but yeah. Good interviews. Your point,
0: yeah. Tannehill's been an awesome transition. Um, listen, I wouldn't say that the jury is out on Baker yet, but um, if you have more of these performances, he's got, got it. You, no, he, 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 actually, let me just stop my, my let me stop myself in mid in mid thought here. If you were going to objectively right now chops mm-hmm. rank the quarterbacks in the AFC North. How are you going to rank them? Objectively, please. Objectively. <laughs> objectively. Objectively. There's something.
2: Uh, no, uh, Baker's going to be fourth, but I'm trying to figure okay. out who, who. There's. I'm trying to figure okay, out that's who all. That's the, that's
0: the only thing we wanted to hear from you. As long yeah, as you okay, objectively say that, then we're fine. There's
3: something. no do to explanation for it. That's fine. No, yeah, we're good. We can move weird.
2: on. No, there's something weird happening with Lamar this season. I don't know. He's not been... A, the passing wait, hasn't wait, wait, been. Wait, wait, on point. wait,
3: wait. Why are we mentioning Lamar? Don't, don't, don't even go I'm ahead. giving.
0: He asked me for a ranking no, of. No, the, you can, uh, you can give just. Yeah, you can justify. Giving, I don't need. I don't. I'm saying honestly. I just say no. Honestly, Zion one. and I just wanted to hear you rank Baker fourth, and we're good. We can move on now. Yeah. You can. We can it, go to a different topic. It's
2: the best division in football. Okay, it's the best division in football.
3: That has nothing to do with him being ranked <laughs> fourth. He ranks behind a rookie. Joe Burrow is better than Baker. <laughs> we cannot. Jer- do that. Joe Burrow
2: has been. I, I'm not super impressed with Joe Burrow this season so far. His arm Joe Burrow strength. has
3: had three straight games of throwing for 300 yards in a stretch this season. You're not super so, impressed by Joe Burrow? He's he's so a starter Burrow, from week
0: one. He's actually put up good numbers and made the Bengals a lot more competitive than people expected. His, his, arm, his, his arm strength is... is no, no, don't... Uh, with signs up. Never say arm talent on this podcast again. Yeah, I'm
2: saying say arm talent. talent. His arm strength was a big concern coming out, and it's still a concern. So... Yeah, I'm, you guys are trying to humble me and try and put me in position, but the Browns are still on trajectory to make the playoffs. You're not going to you're definitely. not gonna do that. You're not going to do that to me because this is still a playoff team and still a very good team who has one of the best offenses in the league. You're not going to do it.
3: So, Yeah, one of the best offenses that scored seven points yesterday, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Give, give the Steelers yeah. defense some credit there. Bro. Yeah, the, the best defense I'm, in the but league I, the, problem, But okay? that's it. Yeah. You can't just call them the best defense. But I told you who, this. Who's said, a better TJ defense Watt? than the
2: Pittsburgh Steelers? Who, who's a better defense?
3: I'm—, I'm I think the Ravens are better than defense. Okay, so so the
2: Browns have two of the best defenses in their division. Okay, okay, that's okay. It,
3: that sounds tough. Yeah, and to be a good offense, you have to beat good defenses. You have to at least. The Colts show up have a very good degree. defense. The Colts have a very good defense. Be- because um you didn't even show up against uh Baker didn't show up against the Cowboys but that's another story Odell he, carried him what
2: what what did Baker what what did did Baker do you want him to do they won the game what do, what do you more they put up they put up Listen. forty over forty points what do you want him to do they didn't need Listen. Baker to do anything else what do you want
3: but the thing is their game planning the the way their offense is they're using as le- as less of Baker as they can. Because they don't want to be in a position like yesterday, where he okay, turned so, over the ball, so, so they're making good, sure they don't use Baker because
2: he's and, not good. And like you said, the thing is, the thing is, you're trying to make that as a bad thing when good NFL teams sometimes have to do that and still make the playoffs. So the Browns can do that I'm, and still make the playoffs. I'm not
3: saying I'm not saying the Browns are bad. I'm saying Baker is bad. Okay, Daniel <laughs> like Jones Baker's also
2: bad. is bad. I'm sorry to break it to you, Daniel Jones also Daniel sucks. Daniel
3: Jones, Daniel Jones has thrown for over 250 yards in a game this year.
2: That's cool for Daniel Jones. He has four NFL <laughs> wins, and three of them are against the Washington football team, so congratulations. This really argument good. is done. Uh, Zion, you just want to hate on Baker. That's fine. He had a bad game. We'll see where he goes. Maybe Derek Carr's the no. quarterback of the Browns next just, year. I don't know what's going to happen. You that, know what I know? The Browns, Browns are prob- the Browns are probably going to the playoffs. I you I don't know how you guys are going to react to that. I hope you guys are ready for it. I hope you guys are ready for the Browns in the playoffs.
3: 17 will make the playoffs.
2: Okay. The Giants won't be one of them. So... Uh, we don't know that
3: they're one game from the division. They have better chance. <laughs> yeah, to win Don't, yeah, don't, don't discard the, the Giants in that shitty division, there, pal. <laughs> I,
2: I wish the Browns could play in the fucking NFC East. Jesus,
3: it, doesn't work like that.
2: It doesn't work like that. Let's get to our Chris Bosh <laughs> interview. Zion decided to take a vacation day, so he's not in there for the interview. But it's a very fun conversation where we talk about. I don't even remember because we
0: did it. Last uh, we week. we asked Bosh about obviously LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. We talked a lot about the Heatles, uh, about them being villains. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bosch was really cool, really introspective um, and definitely give you some insight into, you know, the LeBron slander and uh, and the trajectory we've seen from him going from Miami back to your also, native Cleveland and then give, to
2: L.A. And also gives the thoughts on Giannis's, gonna oh, yes, Giannis is what's going to face Giannis. We tried what? to
0: pepper him with some uh, some piercing Miami heat questions and. uh yeah, he bent a little bit, but didn't didn't give us uh uh the juiciest nuggets. Basically, he said Giannis's
2: free agency is going to be like no other person's free agency when it comes to pressure that's going to face him. Which is
0: and I'm true. calling bullshit. I think Bosch is going to end up recruiting Giannis a little bit. Yeah,
2: all right. Let's get to, let's get to the interview. It's really fun. All right, let's welcome Chris Bosch to the pod. This is a huge honor, Chris. Welcome. We uh we're excited to have you. I
1: appreciate
2: that, man. Thanks
1: for having me.
2: So I think the best place to start is we did an interview with you on the site last week, week before, and Mm -hmm. the LeBron teammate thing. Everybody is bringing up LeBron's best teammates right now. It is the the talking point. Right. And and my my co-host, Adam, right here is an AD supporter. He thinks AD Uh is number one. You're in the Wade camp. Yeah. I think Kyrie doesn't get enough shine as a Cavs fan. Of course. So so let's... Let's kind of break that down. Like where, where do you see that? And do you think it being it might change at some point, or do you think D-Wade is cemented?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I pretty much said how I feel about it. And it's just, <laughs> you know, the impact on the culture, if I were to pick and choose one and answer the question, but then, you know, it's just, I guess we're bored to talk about stuff. I mean, you know, um, you know, um, do a survey for me. Which was my favorite teammate? You know, what was my best who, running mate when I was? Who, there, who, you know what I mean? who
2: is your was your best teammate?
1: Take up take Lebron. Answer, yeah, your answer your teammate. home question. The dude I was I would work with. It was it was it was Shane Battier for sure. Okay. Yeah, because we were uh, we were pretty much like the front line defenders. We had to do all the, you know, uh, um, boxing out and rebounding and all that stuff. And we were. You know, pretty much playing up in a weight class. He was playing as a four guy. I'm playing the five, and you know, every day we're pretty much encouraging each other before, um, you know, you know our nightly ass whooping. But uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty what makes us like that. Well, in Brian's perspective, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're lucky to have great teammates, and and I guess it's a great discussion to have um with AD. I mean, they're they're continuing we still don't even know how good AB can ad can be how, how old is he like 28 or something like that um 27 yeah. i mean yeah he he's has his, young. his upside i mean now is his time and i think um he's looking at it to where i can he can he can still get tremendously better over the next two three four years so it's a scary thing and we'll see what happens in there. um their their chapter is still being written but you know I, i'm you know you know i'm partial man i'm a D wade <laughs> fan they threw full court lobs. If you, I mean, just like come on, like everybody remembers that stuff. And I was, you know, we played on the same team, and I, you know, it's like it's like I was like a spoiled kid. You know, all I had to do was rebound <laughs> and pass it to him, and then they do the rest in like three seconds. It's amazing, you know.
2: You know, David. I just actually saw a David West interview. He said, "You and Barnani, He called both you guys out and said, "In today's game, you guys would both be like." killing like putting up crazy
1: numbers (laughs) and
2: and like it it just caught my eye because like yeah every like chris bosh in this type of game you know you'd be putting up crazy numbers
1: yeah i mean yeah i would like to think that one that was one of the things i i I wish i would have done when i was a younger guy was shoot more threes yeah i should have been way more open it wasn't that crazy to think of I just didn't have that coach to say hey man go ahead and let it you know let it fly back there you know because yeah I mean you know guys like Robert Ori, Cliff Robinson, Sam Perkins you know the guys the old school cats I was watching coming up they were shooting threes Dirk you know was pretty much revolutionizing the position in his way you know that's interesting that David that David said that I mean yeah Bargnani for sure he was um he was a monster with it and he was just so skilled. And I mean, let's be honest you you know, it, it not I hate using the word "soft." That's what everybody says, but it's more ticky tack. So yeah. the referees are calling. You get those extra three or four points from you know a flagrant foul from when somebody's chin hair gets touched. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's uh, it's it's more opportunity for points, and the game is faster too. So that's pretty cool.
0: Did you have any coach though when you came in the league that was encouraging you to shoot threes, or was it just? I mean, you. I know you shot okay in Toronto time, and obviously you shot yeah. more threes when you came to Miami. But no one yeah. told you to kind of get your ass out to the three point line, start launching when you were coming <laughs> not, out? That's not crazy. until
1: yeah, not until Miami. And really, one you know, season coach was like, "Yo, dude, take a step back, take one step back." How much were analytics?
2: <laughs> you know? How much more analytics involved in the early Mi- when you guys got to Miami? Were, were were they just were they a big part of? Because obviously Spolster's always getting been kind of ahead of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they definitely been in analytics, it was pretty much like an in-house thing. So not so yeah. much like, Oh, we use, you know, the software and we consult <laughs> cause it can get very yes. kind of friendly in that area. And people start sharing secrets, not the Miami heat, you know exactly. what I mean? They, they always had uh, easily five, six in-house guys, you know, as far as film is concerned, and then you have the necessary software to break things down. So, and then you can do what you want with it, but yeah, they, um, you know, Spo, he always had those statistics that he really liked, like plus minus. Oh.
0: Which is gracious. overrated, though, a little bit.
1: That, well, that's what we said too. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's a good stat to point out. To it's a great. I, when someone has a I, shitty I, game.
0: It's great to point out that person was minus seventeen, yeah, minus twenty, or whatever. Hey, it's definitely like a red flag. But at the same
1: time, you can poke holes in, the morning. in it. A lot of morning. A lot. Of you
2: guys in are the like, because one bad run, one bad run in a game, and you're if you're out there, say Braun went to the bench, and there was one bad run, you're
1: getting, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. It's like, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not guarding, you know, but it it was just a funny thing. He would, uh, he would use plus minus a lot, but you can always, and that's, I don't, I I, I appreciate the data, but I don't use it too much because it just tells a past story. You can't pretty much foretell what you're going to do. You can maybe make him some estimates and take higher percentage shots and run higher percentage offense and see what works for you. But like, you know, you can always take something and put it over there and see. look, we got to do better. You know, you were minus yeah. five. Like, yeah, dude, you know, they, they fouled. We kept fouling at the end of the game, you know? Is it, This is
2: like the biggest hypothetical, but do you think you would have shot, like the mid-range two was just like bread and butter for you, mm-hmm. especially with the heat because it was so wide open because Wade and LeBron would take so much attention. But like in today's game, would those have all have been threes, you think? Or do you think you would have still tried to live in that mid-range
1: I would still try to live in the mid-range um that mm-hmm. I was all I was an aggressive player you know so I wanted my I wanted layups and free throws in the beginning of games and I would still take that mentality even if I were to shoot more threes but that's you know that, I guess that's my mentality for Toronto if I were to be able to do that with Miami one thing I wish I, I should have kept I should have started shooting threes as soon as I got to Miami Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do any mid-range there. I would only do mid-range if it comes in the offense. I would not shoot it, but I would I would definitely spread it just a little more and take a couple steps back, and I would have pretty much transitioned my game. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I would
1: have transitioned my game, and as soon as I got there, strip it all down, start working on my threes, more ball handling, and being more you know of an off-the-ball playmaker, that would have – that would have helped the team a lot and it would it would have made us harder to guard, you know, because the closer I was, like I was watching the old finals games, I was making it a little easy on Tim Duncan. It's already hard <laughs> enough, but he could he I allowed him to be great at what he's great at, you know, and and it's like I'm not gonna post him up. and go to work that's probably not gonna happen but I could be spread out to the three-point line and get him out of that paint. you know for some different matchups do you
2: do you watch those old finals games and just like think they feel like how how long ago does that feel like because when I I was watching the the 2000 uh the the Ray Allen game and it felt like 20 years ago maybe
1: (laughs) It doesn't feel that long ago. No, it does, and it doesn't. You know, it feels it feels like a few years ago. Not what is that was? Damn, that was um, seven years ago. Yeah, it doesn't feel like seven years ago. It feels like more like two years ago, or one year ago, or something like that. Yeah, you no, know, because you remember, and then they show the games every so often every year. You know, and watching them, all everything starts coming back. You start remembering what you had for breakfast that night. Or, or that morning um, you remember the shoot around you start things start coming back you know and yeah. you start getting tensed up and <laughs>
2: you still you get butterflies watching motions. those
1: games oh for sure cuz you don't cuz it's like ugh. and i'm just so happy that we were able to win a couple cuz i would hate to have to watch. i wouldn't watch them but you had to have to hate to watch those games and be like no shoot it ugh. you know you, you know make and he makes the wrong decision every time Do you ever watch the 2011 finals? Speaking of that. I've never watched it.
2: Really? Why would you? I mean, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you.
1: To panic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Was was there ever a more stressful time
1: in your career than that series and then then losing? Oh, no. Not at all. Not at all. Um, That was a tough time. I mean, it was really that whole season. And then, of course... Winning the championship would have made it better in our minds. Um, losing it, it was just, man. But lucky for me, like, right after that, I got married. You know, I was already engaged. So I put all my focus on the wedding and and getting married and stuff like that. And, and when we did get married, that was kind of like, you know, like, all right, come on. You know, the team was back together again. We were, we hadn't seen each other. We were hanging out. So we were able to bounce back a little quicker, but then you know, lockout came. But it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Too much longer after we lost, but definitely, when we lost, that was uh, you know, it was it was tough pill to swallow. You know, I, I took it hard.
0: How heavy of a of a I don't know if "burdens" the right way of of kind of characterizing it, but when you guys played the villains for all those years with LeBron, D Wade, you. Like, how much – we saw it kind of weigh on LeBron after a little bit, but how much did it weigh on you guys those first few seasons where everyone in the NBA absolutely hated your guts and wanted to see you guys lose in the most, <laughs> you know, agonizing way humanly
1: possible, including me and probably yeah, Chops, too? Yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. You don't see yourself doing that. No, I totally – I, I get it. You know. Man, <laughs> we rooted like hell against you guys. Oh, Jesus I would, Christ. too. I would, too. I mean, sometimes it's not even up to you because it's like, he said – they said, What? Eight, you know, yeah, you didn't, didn't, do, yeah, eight, didn't do you yourself
0: know. any favors with that press conference there.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it was fun, it was such a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, y'all looked time. like you were having a great yeah. time, right, yeah, right, for sure. And, and you never look at it like that, you'd yeah. think in your mind that you know it's going to go a certain way, and yeah. not even thinking that, oh, yeah, maybe we'll probably be playing heel the whole season because. We're not even thinking that we're just trying to put the, <laughs> our best team together. And that was it. Everything else came on as a bombardment, which, like, again, I, I totally get it. Um, And we were just steadily always trying to move at the same time, trying to gel as a team, you know. Yeah. So it was tough, man. And let, let's be frank. We had rivals, man. I mean, yeah, I kind of I, I, I don't. I don't get jealous of the last four years or five years um, of of finals runs uh, by guys, but I haven't seen, you know what I'm saying? I haven't seen the clashing. That first year we had to go to Chicago. You ever, man, playoffs in Chicago, man? (laughs) Oh, my God. Boston, Indiana, New York, Philly. You know what I'm saying? Our experience there, was some, just. I've <laughs> I've always
2: said there's something different about the Eastern Conference playoffs when it's like oh, for that. For sure. Like for like sure, the west, the West is the West, but it for me as I'm a Cavs fan, I'm from Cleveland, so but so like in, in what you're saying when LeBron would go up against the Pistons when he was on the Cavs before he left, there was just always something different about that. I think I think you're very correct about that.
1: It is. It's got that industrial feel you know and they have um those classic sports fans man those fans are tough man and i I just i guess it's just you know the the how it was stacking up and how it was going for us that just enhanced everything i mean
2: you had we had kg on this pod a month ago and he's still talking about the i broke lebron and made him go to the heat stuff like so it's (laughs) It's still on that level for, for, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's competitive, you know. It's 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 always going to be competitive, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but so talking
2: about how you guys kind of realized you were the villains, when KD went to the Warriors, did you kind of say like, oh, yeah, the, these guys are going to kind of go through some stuff that, mm-hmm. that we definitely had to deal with?
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and I think it was still I don't want to compare, but it was mild. It could have went, you know, a lot worse. Um, I'm glad that it didn't for those yeah. guys. Uh, but, yeah, as soon as he said he's going to the Warriors, I mean, one, nobody saw it coming. I mean, <laughs> and then two, it's like, yeah, uh, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're going to be pretty good, you know, and they'll, they're going to run the table. You know, um, and just knowing that, yeah, you're going to have to go through those same exact things that and and kind of experience those things. It's tough. But, you know, hey, we all make our decisions and I'm sure he wouldn't change it. I'm sure there's a lot of things that that he realized and that he learned from the whole uh, uh, experience. And, you know, it'll um, go go in his resume. But I'm I'm pretty sure that's why he went to Brooklyn, too, because he wanted to kind of get a restart and kind of you know do do it in another way because you know you know how guys are they'll be like yes but <laughs> and you know you can fill it in the blanks it, later.
2: So. It feels like one title in Brooklyn would silence a lot of people for KD.
1: It would. It really would. And I mean um you know but then again yeah it, it really would. And uh I'm sure he knows that and you know they'll have a hell of a team. They've got They're going to have a shot at you. You got to put the talent together first and then you got to transfer it over there on the court. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think uh, KD in the East will be very interesting.
2: Well, that brings me one real quick, Adam. How much pressure is on Giannis right now? As someone who you're like yourself, Mm -hmm. you felt compelled to go to a different team, team up with some other guys. How is Giannis feeling right now? Because we're seeing it already start, man. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the
1: nature of the league. Oh, yeah. He's been getting it. Um, he's going to get it like nobody else has gotten it, you know, because wherever he goes, they're an automatic championship favorite, you know?
2: Especially if he goes to Golden State, man, because
1: that's – Hey, I thought she was about to say Miami. Well, that's another one. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that in okay. a second. But okay. those are the okay. two. Those are the two. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't think about Golden State. That, yeah, that'd be pretty good. But, I mean <laughs> – Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, they've had a crack at it. Um, They were right there. Uh, They'll have another opportunity next year. But that'll be devastating and painful for him and the city if they don't even at least make it to the finals. I mean, being in that position, you know, what do you do? Let's be frank. I mean, I don't really see a big-time free agent saying, oh, I'm going to Milwaukee. Um, and that's what makes it so tough sometimes. And they've done it the right way. They've built around them. Um, it, it'll be really tough, man. Um, and and the allure of the game. It's going to be so many people coming after him. I mean, I, I'm we, I'd come after him. You know, we want to win a championship <laughs> now. And if that's his goal, and if that's what he wants to do, I mean, he's been the two time MVP. You can you, know, you can count on how on your hand how many guys have done that. So he's already an elite company. Now they're gonna start making those comparisons. Well, if these guys won championships, you know, and it, it'll start, they'll start turning the heat up on him. But yeah, he's uh, he's got um, some decisions to make coming up. So That's when it. does Pat Riley uh,
0: install you to be the head recruiter to bring Giannis to Miami?
1: Oh man, I'm not a recruiter, man. I know, but he can, what he, means, he can tap mean. you real quick and show off some rings. <laughs>
0: does Pat Pat doesn't
2: need help recruit? Does Pat need help recruiting? I don't think so.
1: No, he doesn't. I mean, he's, he's amazing, but um, you know, I, I love the game. I love ball and I love Miami too. Uh, but I mean, if you look at Miami, that's um, he fits in perfectly there. Um, and just like you say with golden state, but that's always going to be the thing, right? We've got cap space and you fit in here. So, and you know, the toughest part about it too, people are going to start making room for that. I mean, they have a whole year to prepare for free agency to kind of try to, Build a team Teams tip their hands
2: Teams tip their hands To what they're What they're thinking In in the future years For sure Well Miami
0: also has A really interesting situation With Bam Because he's eligible For an extension right now That could obviously Take up a big chunk Of the salary cap And how they play that And what Bam wants to do And how they want to Again They Want to be able to Fit in Giannis potentially next uh, offseason if he doesn't sign a Supermax. Like, there's a lot of – there's there's a few different scenarios that can make things very interesting in Miami depending on how they pitch Bam and what they want to give him and what Bam's willing to take and what he's not going to put up with.
1: That is pretty much the thing. And, I mean, it's uh, – that's where, as an individual business, really, it's on Bam. And, um, you know, they'll talk about cap flexibility and all these things. I think, um, you know, sometimes you just got to – just sign the extension. You know, we could do the <laughs> – the things but you know I already felt that way and then after seeing uh, Dak Prescott's ankle pop mm, out at the man. 50 yard line you know it's it's definitely like okay I mean these contingencies but if you can you know solidify yourself go ahead and do it and then you know Let's go win some ballgames.
0: But what do you do if you're the <laughs> Miami Heat? Do you lock up Bam with you know a four or five-year rookie max extension? Or are you going to sure. try to finesse it a little bit and try to figure out a way to get Giannis entice him to come next summer? With if Bam, it's cool. too. It's like, how do you? How do, what, what would you do, mm-hmm. again, hypothetically, putting you in the GM's uh, GM chair?
1: I mean, if it were me, if it's me in the GM chair, I'm locking Bam up right away. It won't be no thoughts, nothing necessary. We can put that to the side. And there's always ways to figure out cap space, but um, it's looking like um, uh, Giannis is going to be a free agent and you can concentrate on um, getting as far under the salary cap as you can, or having much space as you can between you and the salary cap. There's a little threshold there, a little bit of wiggle room. Um, probably uh, have a trade scenario in my pocket, you know, um, just in case there's a sign and trade opportunity, which I'm sure that's what the best thing, you know, to do for both sides would be. And yeah, be be ready to make a move in that. Um yeah, I mean it's it's just about building a team. You don't want cause in Bam's thing, you don't want him thinking like, well, if this happens, then even if he turns his ankle, he'll, you know, it is it's so many different things that can happen. I would just look forward to doing it now because they're pretty good. And you know, if i if everybody sees, like you were saying, everybody kind of forecasts their moves, I want to forecast my moves and I'm going to put pressure on Giannis. Are you going to Miami? He going to hear that every day.
2: What What's that pressure <laughs> like? What's that pressure like as a max player knowing you have free agency coming up? I, I don't think that like that. I don't know. I don't think the average fan knows what that feels like, you know? Like, yeah. like, what was that like for you knowing, hey, I have a huge decision and there's so much noise out here.
1: Well, firstly, like knowing that, right? Um, first and foremost, my last year in Toronto, if I don't have a good year, then what are we talking about? So you know, I wanna make sure, you know, health wise and individually I'm performing, but we're performing as a team. But um what happens is everybody wants you to tell you what you're thinking and where you're going and what you're leaning towards and Uh, you know, at a time when you don't even know what you're going to have for lunch. You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? And and that's every day, every single day you have to hear and ask questions about it. And I mean, it's nothing you can do. I'm not even thinking about that right now. Cause if I was, I could not perform on the court every day, you know, um, that was pretty frustrating um, intense. I had to figure out a way to work through that. And then You know, when it comes up, it's exciting, but after a while, it gets hard because it's more than one good scenario. And it's always that those two or three scenarios that you didn't see coming and didn't think about. And you have to really, really consider um, if you're a good businessman. So, you know, it's tough. I mean, it's exciting at first, but then it kind of wears on. It's a very slow burn and it can get it can it can get real tough, man. But, you know, it's a privilege and you just got to work through it.
2: I think every Bulls fan listening to this is, is is whenever they I think we talk about that decision, every Bulls fan feels away because all they hear about <laughs> is how is how close it could have been in Chicago.
1: It was it was close. I'm not going and that was a thing I didn't expect. I didn't expect Chicago to put such a good package together. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> it is a pretty good team. <laughs> you Bulls know their thing was... Bulls fans things. were sorry I know I know this look it's just contingencies, you know what I mean <laughs> you guys got I mean you guys got six, you know what I'm saying yeah, but yeah, but like they um yeah, it was really interesting they um a possible they, they what they were pitching me was okay, you, all right, we've got and then Brian and one of the two were coming, so possibly it could have been me uh this is what they were telling me me LeBron. D Rose, Joe Kim Noah, Taj Gibson, Lou Aldang. Who I can't remember who else is still there. I think Kirk Heinrich was still there. Yeah. And then fill in the blanks after was, that.
2: Was they had a shooter on that team too. I can't remember the who was it Red. No, it wasn't JJ, I don't think. Um uh, it was a squad. Hmm.
1: And was, this they had like a team paper. yeah it's like they on paper a- and this is what they yeah. showing me and then you know we both got the bulls jerseys on i've never worn a bulls jersey but they got us out there and yeah then they got how much we're making and i'm like yeah, that's pretty good <laughs> yeah, I you know we could and, then, Ryle, right. and then, then
2: riley just the rings,
1: and the rings. <laughs> <laughs> then the rings and the legacy talk started man <laughs>
2: chris we got to transition to music here we got to talk about because you're getting into it you released your first song you're producing music. You're into it. We got to yeah. talk about your Mount Rushmore producers real quick that you gave in the interview to us. That's on the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye, what? yeah, Timberland, Mike Dean, and Puff Daddy, Diddy. Yeah, I curveball there a little bit with some of those because yeah, Mike Dean curveball, but he's obviously yeah. one of the goats. Yeah, Puffy curveball. You know, no <laughs> Dre curveball. Maybe you know. Did I finish?
1: That was four. There was four. Right. There's only four
2: I, in Mount Rushmore,
1: right? Oh, is <laughs> yeah. Four. I can't remember. I mean, Dre, yeah, Dre is definitely up there. I don't want to miss it. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't say that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, top five, whatever. Because I think I can't. Uh, yeah, I did a top five one yesterday. I can't remember. But yeah, Dre's definitely in there. OK. okay. You know, Dre's definitely in there. I can't believe I missed that one.
2: If do you have a it. Do you have a goat though? Do you have a goat producer? I know the goat talk. Everybody's been trying to get you to talk. <laughs> We're not talking Lebron Michael. I know you. I know you. I know, you, I know you, I've seen the tweets. We're not talking about it. But producer wise,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a goat, uh, Quincy Jones. <laughs> okay, <laughs> really? There we go. You know, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've been. Um, I've been. Um, able, you know, to be in some special rooms a few times, um, you know, in my quest to learn music. And I met Quincy a couple times and I think we were I can't remember exactly. Uh, it was uh, it was a party centered around the Grammys and they like ran off his accomplishments. You know, yeah. just I in mean- Grammy and just in Grammy land. And yeah. it was staggering. And then just. Then they went on to say, you know, some music, his he's done over X number of albums. I mean, it's just a, a, a maniacally incredible
2: <laughs> you no know, catalog. catalog.
1: And then he, he, I think I have a friend. He was telling, you know, he you know talk crap to people and said, I challenge you to listen to my whole catalog. I challenge you. You cannot <laughs> do it. You know, that's how much some music he has. So yeah, he's the goat.
2: There we go. That's good. <laughs> but. The so, but who who are you looking at as kind of inspirations from where you go to, where you go to when doing it? Is there like more in that hip hop space?
1: I mean, I, I guess who would have to be Kanye. You have to okay. give respect. Where respect to Duke, uh, is due. Kanye and Dre. Um, mm-hmm. Dre was like you know uh, the the big brother um, figure um, that you you know was everywhere, and you know he came out with Chronic two thousand and one uh, when I was in high school, so that had a heavy influence on us not even to mention the chronic, you know, death row and, and, and dog pound and all that stuff. Um, you know, continuing that legendary run and producing them and there, you know, just such an impactful sound on um, on everything we did um, as kids back then. And then Kanye was pretty much like the same thing. And um, yeah, I mean, it was like, those were the guys that kind of provided the soundtrack for my life, you know? so. It was uh, it was just you know interesting kind of breaking those things down and now you as a producer I hear way more than when I used to so it, you know they helped me out a lot. <laughs> we're
2: gonna we're gonna put you on the spot here. What's the best Kanye album?
1: Graduation. Ooh. To me. Yeah. Okay. Graduation. That was like.
0: I, no, come on.
1: You don't like I don't graduation? Hate that. Beautiful
0: dark I, twisted fantasy is a masterpiece. yeah, I mean, I that's would, what everybody says, but why is it a masterpiece? <laughs> well, because it is. That's why that's what we always say would, because it actually is. I
2: think I think I would it changes for me. Kanye albums are tough. I I would I think my beautiful Dark twisted fantasy is probably my favorite, but graduation has probably some of my favorite Kanye songs on it in like yeah. moments. And that tour, I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> that t- the graduation tour was the glow in the dark tour with Rihanna and I didn't see Pharrell and, and I went when saw I was, it. I didn't see I went it. in high school and I was like yo this is like the crazy it was like N.E.R.D. <laughs> Rihanna Kanye and I'm like this is the craziest shit I've ever seen uh I okay I don't blame you there that graduation very good so what what's the future hold for you like what what are your goals in the music and kind of just as an entrepreneur as well I've seen I got an email the other day uh you're in a drone, like you're investing in a drone league, like you, yeah. you, your hands are all
1: over the place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, those opportunities come and, you know, I always just want to make sure that uh, first we're vetting them correctly. And if that makes sense with me, I mean, yeah, there's so many things out there that um that I'm really now just getting into a comfortable space to pursue. You know, first, I had to make sure that home was taken care of and, and family was good. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and then then COVID happened. And, yeah. you know, I've kind of we've all been kind of, you know, getting our feet back under us of whatever this new normal is. And now, I mean, you, the opportunities come and I've always kind of had my preference with, you know, certain things like I've always I mean, hell I had you know, I have real drums in my house before the drone racing league opportunity came up, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and just meeting different people and, and, and different opportunities arise. So like that's something I'm looking really very much. So looking forward to, because it takes work to really build up stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's really not easy and, and you got to kind of find out what's true to you. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting there, but um, it's, uh it's going to be a nice journey and, is pretty much the post basketball thing, just trying to figure that out, you know.
2: Definitely. Art, when are you getting into the wine business though? Because all of your <laughs> peers, it seems like they, they all have their own uh, uh, brand of wine in some uh, shape or fashion
1: for sure. Uh, if they're <laughs> listening, they all need to send me a case. Haven't got a case in a while, it's crazy. No, I don't um, believe that. I don't, believe, I don't believe I that haven't you. got a case in a while. I'm just saying, one, my, my guy D Wade, I think I got a. I, I got a few from him um a few months ago. But yeah, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten any cases in a little and bit. You're out here call you're out here calling him bronze best teammate on every show and, and, and it's time
2: to restock.
1: <laughs> yeah, I need that restock, baby. But um I I'm a beer guy. I wouldn't get into the wine. I've okay. uh I used to I'm a former home brewer um really you know, so yeah, yeah we had
0: I, chris was on one of the first we feasts i think beer shows oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, was, yeah. <laughs>
1: that was a few years ago then i started having kids it was too dangerous and <laughs> I, you know i couldn't have them around all that but yeah um i, I would do beer quicker okay. turnaround and, and um more of a mass you can consume it a, a, a lot more on a mass scale
2: there we go. All right. Uh, Chris, I think that's all I got. We appreciate you. You're taking the time, you know, chopping it up with us.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: All right. Big shout to Chris Bosch. Like we said, fun interview. Uh, great guy to have on. Uh, you know, he's doing great stuff and he's enjoying retirement. Uh, fully clear to see. Uh now let's get to our a keep to leave interview, which is also fun. Uh Zion decided not to take a vacation day for this one, so he's here to pepper him with questions. And there's a moment in this interview where Zion just lights up so much because the most surprising answer to one of the questions was Eli Manning, and I literally couldn't believe it. And Zion just lit up like a Christmas tree.
3: Two-time champ. Two-time
2: champ champ, Eli Manning, yeah. Yes, literally, I, literally the most left-field answer to the question we asked. Nah,
3: I had no idea he was going to say Eli. Like, bro, all the quarterbacks you could say, you picked Eli? Like, it, I've never heard that before.
2: It, and you guys, it, you guys will hear it in the interview, but it literally was, like, shocking. I was like, no way. But yeah, uh, let's get to it. Really fun conversation.
3: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
2: Welcome to the pod, Aqib Talib, Super Bowl winner, five-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, uh, number one chain snatcher in the NFL history. I would say, what uh, what's <laughs> going on?
4: What's up, fellas? What's going on with y'all?
2: Nothing, just you know. Uh, we welcome to the pod. We uh, you're in the pod game yourself Appreciate now. It. I, I love when we have ath- former athletes who are doing pods now because you know you're in the business. We're all we're all in that podcast world.
4: Yeah, it's. it's- it's an easy world. Y'all feel like it's hard. How y'all feel about it? I feel like it's a pretty easy job. You know what I'm saying? It's, you it's, just talk. I, I feel like sometimes I need some to release. You know what I'm saying? I need to talk. So I enjoy it. Well, let me, let
2: me ask really? you this. You, you How how easy do you think it is for when you have other players on to get them to open up? Because from our side, that's probably the hardest thing, but it's, it, yeah. I, I, I'm always curious if you feel like that's easier for, for you to do.
4: Yeah, I feel like all the conversations I have with guys be authentic. You know what I'm saying? So it just be natural, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't have no problem with. It. I, I ain't. I, I haven't. My podcast is more towards sports anyway. So it's a lot of sports questions. But I got another one that's finished start. You know what I'm saying? I got another one that's finished start. Y'all, y'all hear about it? It's a little bit. It may be a little bit bigger than the one I got going on right now. It's a a bigger backing. You know what I'm saying? So on that one, we're going to talk about more topics and, and stuff. Then i see if I can get guys to, you know, really chop it up. For sure. It's for easy sure. to get a guy to talk about football shit, though. It's, it's football. So <laughs> yeah,
0: but easy. you can talk with them in ways that we can't talk with them. You can, you, they'll relate to you in ways that never can relate to us.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. And i make them feel a little more comfortable, too, because I, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying, I done you your shoes, I haven't been in the locker room and, you know, i uh, make them feel a little bit more comfortable on what they can say, what they can't say. So I feel like that dude, that dude plays part. help helped me out a little bit. All
0: right, well, Appreciate do us a solid and be as honest as you possibly can and talk some shit and and, uh, and tell yeah, tell what it really saying, is. So I'm, I'm retired
4: now, so I, ain't <laughs>
0: exactly. no yeah, you I don't know.
4: Exactly. Don't hold back. No I'm at <laughs> the house right now. Let it fly. Listen, so, if someone's trash, someone's
3: trash. Call them trash. <laughs> yeah, it
4: is what it is. It's trash players in every league.
2: Oh, I think where we got to start is is the, I I think we know the answer but is there any regrets about not going to the Patriots and in, in turning down Belichick, or Are you feeling pretty good about that decision I'd imagine you are
4: uh I mean just you know personal life related man I love it man I'm I'm present on Saturdays watching my son my nephews watching everybody play ball uh my my stepson play on Tuesdays man I'm I'm at volleyball games on Saturday man and <laughs> shit I love it you know what I'm saying it's it's I get to you know sit back and enjoy all the paper I made. Everything that I done built, I really get to sit back and enjoy it now. So I'm not regretting no decisions, man. Uh, just just personally, you know what I'm saying? It's it's everything that I thought it would be. So I'm cool.
0: And you get to avoid that Petri dish, which is the Patriots facility right now, which is full of COVID. So it was a good decision on your part.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I ain't involved with
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did you... How did you think the NFL COVID thing was gonna play out? Did you think? Did you foresee them having these types of issues that we, you know, that we're seeing right now?
4: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I didn't see how they would get through without a bubble situation. I really didn't. So I thought it was a matter of time, and here we go. We week six. We got a couple teams. We still got ten weeks of the regular season. You know what I'm saying? So it's doing just about. It's it's it's, it's honestly it's. Less than what I thought. I thought by this point it was going to be five Titans situations, like already happened. Like, but you know what I'm saying it's, it's less than I thought. So I knew it'd be an issue, though, man. It's, it's too many guys involved. Did,
2: have players expressed to you? Like, I know inside the Patriots facility, just they're like, it doesn't it doesn't feel all that comfortable. Have you have you heard that kind of stuff from guys? I
4: mean, the guys who I who I heard from, man, it's they feel like how it, they probably the guys who I'm talking to because they, you know, guys who I can relate to, but yeah. shit, they all feel like this This what we signed up for, you know what yeah. I'm saying?
3: Yeah.
4: It's your job. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? We signed up. We know it's ugly out here. We, you know what I'm saying? We got to go. We got to feed these babies. We got to go in here and feed these babies, man, so everybody know what you was putting on the line. It's, it's not like it's news to you once an outbreak happened in the locker room. You already, you know what I'm saying? You watch the news. You on YouTube every damn day. I'm saying you know what's going on. so it's what you signed up for baby you just got to be safe yourself, safe as possible yourself. You know what I'm saying I'm be biting your nails and shit you see what I'm saying? <laughs> do as much as you can do yourself to keep you and your family safe. but everybody know what they signed up for, especially the guys who I talk to around the league they know it's gonna be a problem. they're just hoping they can make it through to get this paper.
2: does does is what I'm worried about is once teams are bad, they might start to slip up and not care as much. Do you think that's a thing, or does the kind of like the I don't want to mess up my money play into that?
4: Oh no, 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 that's it. That's a thing. But that's a thing with COVID, non-COVID. That's a thing every year. The, mm. the five, six terrible teams you see every year. Once those guys get, I done been one of those teams. Once you get to about Owen six, one and seven, it's all right. Now we just coming to work and we going home, and then football is done with. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. it become a job. Gy- just it just it's just work, you know what I'm saying, for for those teams anyway. So, COVID or non-COVID, that's always the issue.
2: So the Jets They've always been at those teams. The, the Jets, you're saying, should should be on COVID and just don't give a fuck. Watch at this point.
4: I mean, it's, it's they they probably is why they, probably why they record show that. So I mean, it's <laughs> teams going teams going to do what they're going to do. It's, it's teams. It's eight teams who who go in that mode every year. Not just the Jets. It's it's, it's more than just the Jets. And they usually start like round, like, like, you know what I'm saying? You start off 0-4, if you got a good head coach, you, you, you still think you got a chance, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're in the NFC East. They're like, man, we still can mm-hmm. win a division. So until that hope is gone, you know what I'm saying? Once, once you get to about 0-6 or 1-7, you're like, man, we ain't doing shit this year. And then now, you know what I'm saying, my diet. Now when I come weighing on Mondays, I might be five pounds heavier than I usually be. You know what I'm saying? I'm going out a little <laughs> bit more. I just I'm watching a little bit less tape. And that just make you a worse football team, man. But that's that's the name of the game, man. That's 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 part of football, COVID or not COVID, honestly.
2: It's, it's very interesting you bring up the the NFC East because young Zion right here is a Giants fan. Adam is a Jets fan, and I'm a Browns fan. So we're, we're, we're seeing different parts of the league right now.
4: I feel that. It's, it's, y'all are, y'all, at, least, at least the Browns, you know what I'm saying, you – you good right now but the, hey the rest hey, of Hey we still right. got
3: a chance too. Giants still got a chance to win the division. Y'all got a do. chance.
2: Need, a need got need, a chance. Right. I, so right. I th- this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation for me but we got to have it. As a defensive back and you yeah. watch Baker Mayfield play football, what
4: are you thinking? Uh I think I think you know he, he he can catch fire at any moment, man. He's he's sporadic, you know what I'm saying? He's sporadic. He was thrown in a fire at, at a young age. He wanted the first round picks who got thrown in there, who've been, you know what I'm saying, in the fire. And and that's what you want, man. I think the I think the good quarterbacks in our league is the ones who head who 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 front office is patient. You know what I'm saying? They front office give them the same officer coordinator. They ride with the same quarterback. They let them really learn something. You know what I'm saying? If I if I gave you a new software right now it's like you got 1 year to learn it and then 8 months pass and you doing bad and I got you up out of there or 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 they fired me and they bought a new software in and told you all right now nah, drop that software you are going to learn this software like it'll be hard for you too you know what I'm saying it, it, the guys who had the same office coordinator the same quarterback and you just got to let them guys ride it out man let them grow together them the quarterbacks who good so that front office Got to be patient with Baker. They got to give him something to learn, man. He done had I don't know. You a Ch- you a Browns fan? How many offensive coordinators have Baker had since he So didn't he, he's
2: had a lot, and he's had a lot of head coaches. And I've and I've supported Baker more than anybody. But when that's I, hard, bro. I'm just watching it. It doesn't look like he can read NFL defenses.
4: And I think like it. I mean, you read them a certain way. This guy teaching you to read them right here. Yeah, that don't work for a year. Next year, okay, he come in now. I got a new philosophy. I'm reading it this way. And no, they're now, nah, we ain't gonna ride with him. Okay, now we're gonna ride with this dude. This is a whole new philosophy. Now I'm reading this like that shit hard. Yeah. You gotta stick to the script. You gotta be patient. You gotta let them two people grow together so they can, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So he can learn it. So he can actually learn the offense and then you see how good he is. If you if you're basing them on basing them on him learning, that's not really him. That's him in the learning process. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I like Baker, man. I like Baker. They need to they need to be patient with him, get him a good old coordinator.
0: You bring up the continuity and that's always a that's like an issue for every organization, like in every every single, you know, sports. Like if you don't have continuity from the GM to the head coach, to the coaching staff and the players down the line, you're gonna be shitty. But I mean, have, you know, as we continue this bigger conversation, the Browns talk, like have you seen enough though from him because a lot of people now are jumping off the Baker bandwagon and think that he's not really worthy of being what he was number one draft pick a few years ago. But have you seen enough to think that he has a long-term future with the Browns who could be coming up on a tough decision in a season or two?
4: Uh, I mean, based off what we've seen, I mean, it's, it's a big year for him. If this year in the win column, if it's 10-6 and six or, you know what I'm saying, 11-5 and five or something like that, I think he's straight. If it's not, then, I mean, the win going at the end of the day Play the, play the biggest role, you know what I'm saying? If, if this is a losing season, then he might be gone. So <laughs> everything, all the offensive coordinators yeah. and all the, the reason why you're gone is irrelevant. You feel me?
1: Yeah.
4: But it, it's it's going to be the wins and the losses at the end of the day. So this is a huge year for Baker, man. And They off to a good start, though. Lost to a good Pittsburgh team, but I think that'd be straight. They might so, be one of the top seven teams.
2: There we go. So I'm curious, from Adam's perspective here, if you're on a team and you know the coach is like Toast. You're in that locker room. You know, like, say you're you're on the Jets. Not to just keep bringing yeah. up the Jets. But, like, you know, <coughs> you know changes are coming. How do you deal yeah. with that in that locker room? Because, like, Adam, G- he's throwing guys under the bus now. He's fighting with Greg, the defensive coordinator, publicly. Like, it's just, it's ugly, you know?
4: Yeah. Man. But when it get like that, I just remember at the end of the day, I got to home team to play for, you know what I'm saying? So everything that I put on tape, it ain't never going nowhere. It's always on tape, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to make sure I do my part. I'm going to keep studying. I'm going to keep preparing. That's why I play DB, because I don't got to worry about nobody else. (laughs) I could be on the sorriest damn team in the league, like Kansas, and I could be playing Texas, and I could be the best person on the field because your best receiver ain't doing shit, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I play the position I play, man. I, I play corner. So if it ever get like that in the locker room, oh, well, I'm going I'm to keep doing my part. I'm going to study. I'm going to make sure what I put on tape is to leave on the back of my jersey. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, it's always what you do this year, you make your money for next year. So I'm just still trying to make sure my check good for next year.
0: All right, let's stop yeah. talking about the sorry-ass Jets because no one wants to hear about them because they are just an absolute dumpster <laughs> fire. So how about we talk about Brady and Rodgers yesterday and what we saw the two Ooh. of them?
4: Dope, dope, man. Uh, Tom...
2: He the goat? Zion said, "Tom's washed." Zion nah. said, "said on this podcast, he's washed."
3: Listen, listen, listen. I think he, Tom, he can do enough. He could do enough to get them where they want to go, but he's washed. He, he think, didn't look
2: washed yesterday.
3: Oh uh, no, no, no! Not at all. Because people, people gave like Tom Brady yesterday a lot of credit, but the defense, what they did to Aaron Rodgers to start that game. That's what catapulted the Bucks to where they got that game.
4: See, yeah, when, when you got a defense like that, if you we make some big plays and I score a touchdown and we get another pick, start you on a five, if we do that in the game, the score must be 38 to 10 or something. The momentum, our quarterback got to do the rest to swing us to 38, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It been, it's been teams that I done played on where we did that and it's still like six to nothing. Like, God damn, <laughs> we did all this. We got all the points mm-hmm. on the board. I mean, you know. So it's him being prepared to prepared to grab that momentum by the defense and run with it. Every quarterback can't do that. If you get time two touch, if you get time two interceptions, you start him on the five yard line one time and lead run one to the crib. The next time, guarantee you the offense had thirty eight points that game. That's what Tom do. Every quarterback can't do that, and that's what Tom gonna do for the rest of the year. That's what he did all his life. That's what he's gonna do for the rest of this year.
2: Is is that your who? What, what do you at this point of the season? Who's who do you think is gonna be there at the end? Well I like Yeah,
4: it, it's tough to say who's gonna I win like, the Super I Bowl. I like because... I like Tom. I okay. like I like the Bucks. I like this is my NFC teams. Yeah. I like Seattle. Okay. I like Seattle. I like New Orleans just because they might going to be healthy. Might going to get healthy. As soon as might get back healthy, that's, that's – yeah, really What, about, what about that QB. secondary? Let, let's talk
2: <laughs> about Wash QBs, though, because – Drew you know, they looks, always like that, though. They always, Drew looks a little washed, New Orleans is always
4: like that. New Orleans always give up. They, they play so much man-curvy, they drop their nuts. They play the most uh, – They've been dropping curvy, them over the Euro. field this season. Exactly. That's through the year. You know what I'm saying? That, and, and, and you got to understand, that's coaching, too. He even he, he puts you in them tight, crazy positions. So by the time you're in the playoffs – You in good shape. I'm used to playing man every damn play. I've been doing Mm -hmm. it for 17 weeks straight. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So the turnovers start to come later in the season. That's just how New Orleans get down. And then, you know, they've slept on team this year. They're not the number one big Saints. It's always good to be the the low-key slept on team that creep up in the playoffs hot at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Mike going to be healthy by week 10. He got that high ankle sprain. He's going to come back now. He still ain't going to be Mike. He's still going to need three weeks to be Mike with that high ankle sprain. But he's gonna start being healthy right at the perfect timing. Look how God worked. He make he make Mike sit down for seven weeks and just let Emmanuel Sanders and Drew Brees go ham. Let 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 us learn each other. So I'm telling you, bro. Watch, I like the Saints. They're gonna be rolling at the right time. I like Seattle. I like the Bucks in the and the uh, NFC. And the AFC, you know. No whoa, Arthur. no Packers. No Packers mentioned. Well, yeah, I like the Packers. I like the Packers. I like I like, I like Green Bay. Uh, if they play the Bucs again, it, the score might flip. You know what I'm saying? That's how those two teams is. So,
2: yeah,
4: it, definitely like uh, Rodgers. You got to like Rodgers. Then my four, NFC, AFC, Chiefs, uh, Ravens, and I like Tennessee, man. Tennessee, yeah,
3: Tennessee looking they nasty. got that
4: Patriot feel to them, just that, you know what I'm saying, that ultimate team. That shit take you a long way, bro. When you when you vibing like that as a team, that shit take you a long Vrabel way. So I like how Tennessee vibing as a team right now.
2: Vrabel might be a genius. I saw a video on Twitter right before we recorded this. He intentionally got, got a 12-man on defense penalty yesterday just to stop the clock because he knew he needed to get the
4: ball back and that they were going to score. Like, man, he is like – it- it's little shit like that, man. That's Bill that's 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 from being around Bill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just know the rules, you know the the you know the game to the T. You know what I'm saying? You learn that kind of shit being around Bill all the time.
2: How how do you react? I know that Zion the Josh Norman thing, we gotta talk about that. Derrick Henry tossed Josh Norman, man. If you're a D B, how do you how do you live that
0: one down?
4: How do you recover?
0: Well if you're a a DB, how the hell legs, do you tackle man. Derrick Henry, who's like a hundred pounds heavier than you?
4: Got to hit his legs, or at least try to hit his legs. But you recover, man. As, as being a DB, man, Josh Norman don't care about that shit. I, you know I try to tackle him. It was all over <laughs> he the fucking monster. He a monster running back. He stiff arm me to the ground. Like, I don't give
1: a fuck. I don't
3: worry <laughs>
4: about that shit. It's what it is. He was on sports in for a day. It's, it don't matter. He made his IG go ham for a day. So, hey, <laughs> hey any pub is good pub. That's how Josh Norman yeah. look at it. Any pub is good pub. They're talking about me if they show me on TV. I'm getting 30 followers a day.
2: The thing about Josh Norman is Josh (laughs) Norman. Josh Norman got like four of these like viral moments now though.
4: Yeah, I mean, hey, any pub is good pub. I'm saying
2: It's,
4: it's pub. They know who you is. So and then and then so when you make a play. They're gonna talk about
0: you too. So you really like these Titans? They got some Patriot vibes to them. But you faced off against Ryan Tannehill. Are you kind of surprised to see his progression? Because he's now like arguably, I don't know, guys, what a top ten quarterback in the NFL now. He's top five, top five, he's whatever. Top five he's, quarter, he's he's top five. he's a hell of a lot higher than what we ranked him early in the in the preseason. But like, are you shocked that he's become this like high quality of an NFL quarterback?
4: Mm. Nah, he wasn't. No, nah, come on, no, no, no. He he was, said you said you're
0: gonna keep it real for this for this podcast. So give it, give us the real. He answer wasn't here. bad, Adam. He, he, yeah, but you know how many Dolphins fans wanted him, him out of town? They were
4: so fed this, up dude. with him. I seen him with my own eyes. See, I'm he, wasn't he, was, he wasn't terrible in Miami. He wasn't bro. terrible in Miami, bro. I'm telling you, he wasn't terrible in Miami. He switched coordinators maybe two or three who, times. Who was too, the who I'm was the head
2: coach in Miami? Adam Gase, and we're about to go back to that. But he tried to make him run the spread.
4: Like yeah, Tannehill is not a spread guy. He's not a spread guy. He, not. he got in the system now where he could use his legs a little bit. He could roll out. He, he could use that deep ball he got. He got a hell mm-hmm. of a deep ball. You know what I'm saying? It's a big run game. He got in. The, it's all about your situation, man. I'm telling you. This lead man, some guys who are not stars, who if this would have happened in the draft and they would have went over here, that would be a star. So it's all about your situation, man. Ryan Tannehill, I'm feeling the perfect situation. And just look at it. He score every time he get in the red zone. It's a touchdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it literally. That's part of him. That's part of the shit that they are dialing up. Let me Tell speaking you, of man.
2: speaking of QBs you faced.
3: Who was wait, wait, the Wait, Q- chops, chops. Before, oh, before you get before you get on time. that. Speak. You were speaking of situations uh, being the situation you're in. On that note, as chops is a Browns fan, what's good about we're freeing Odell? We got to free Odell. Why? That situation wait. is not working out.
4: We don't two need a free- oh, situation with, with, uh, with... Odell's having a great eight days season. days ago, yeah. Odell was the Exactly. Man. <laughs> Get out of
3: here. Zion's a Giants fan. He don't no, want to... No, but but this is the thing. I, I, I've seen him play for the Giants. He's not having... He's having too many games where he's having two catches for 15 yards, 30 yards. This man needs at least 15 targets per game.
4: See, but and with the Giants, though, with the Giants, his first... Them years, them years where he really made a name for himself, the first two, three years in league.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's you. You don't get the same treatment that you get now. You get the old treatment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we ain't cover one, the safety he move over the old side. You know what I'm saying? Come stand over here. If we if we following somebody, our number one corner he following old. You know what I'm saying? Now you get a whole different treatment. Once you make this catch, ah. Uh, <laughs> once you make that catch, <laughs> now your treatment go up. You know what I'm saying? You you a different dude in the NFL now. So your numbers might come down unless your number two guys start cranking up and not a safety got to move back over and play a little even. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's the treatment you get too, man. You can't, you, 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 you got, that's why you got to respect the guys who go ham. You're in, you're out. Number one receiver. It don't matter. You put two guys on me, you double me. It don't matter. I still get my, you got to really respect those guys. How, not a lot of guys do that. I,
2: I've always had the the idea and I want to get to what I was about to talk about, but, no other sport does coaching matter more than the NFL and football. Correct. Right. That's correct. It, it's like, like you said, situation, circumstances. It's you could be a, a a great NBA player on a bad team and put up 40 every night, get yours, get paid. In NFL, there's so many other circumstances to where you depend on. Is your head coach good? Is your coordinator's good? Is is the scheme mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just so much in good? play.
4: Do they got me doing what I do best? Like, do yeah. they got to Salee sitting in cover four all day playing off man or something? Or do, or do Wade Phillips got him pressing and then we play two man and we make it look just like man so he can use his ball skills and get some picks and go to the career. Like, if they using him right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I stumbled on Wade Phillips. and My career go like this. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? I stumbled on Bill Belichick first and and take off like a rocket. You know what I'm saying? It's... it's just matter, man, how God's going to use you. I first went to Denver. I went to Denver my first year. We had Jack Del Rio. You know what I'm saying? Nothing love. Jack, you know, we have our differences. But <laughs> Jack used to have TJ Ward in the post, have us playing off-cover for it all day. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like I'm saying, I'm I'm want to press. Chris want to press. Like, we want to play man. He was there for one year, changed the coaches. Kubiak come in, we get Wade Phillips. Straight man press, two man. Now we doing what we really like to do. TJ all in the box, blitzing. And now our defense crank up. Now TJ in the pro bowl. Now lead back in the pro bowl. So, I mean, I was in the pro bowl with Jack too. But, that you know. defense, that
2: defense was unreal that you guys had in Denver. Exactly. Liv- I mean, with that, Vaughn, that defense was crazy.
4: Crazy, bro. And, and I think it was all because Wade Phillips had a guy in every spot who. If I need a guy who can blitz, let me get a guy who blitz real well. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to get a, a dude who was in Miami getting a bunch of interceptions in the post, and just because he was good, and let me get him and let me try to plug him into my blitzer. Like, nah, bro, that ain't what he do. That ain't where he made his money at. See, Wade Phillips put people where you going to be, like what you do best. He make, he set you up to succeed. You know what I'm saying? And that shit is super important in the NFL.
0: So we saw the Bucks really ball out yesterday defensively. What other teams have impressed you on the defensive side?
4: The Ravens, definitely the Ravens, they turn over magnets. They take the ball like a mug. I think MP and Humphreys probably got four or five turnovers a piece already. They averaging almost one a week, you know what I'm saying? A punch out, a fumble recovery, a pick or something. You know what I'm saying? So definitely like the Ravens.
2: Who's the best DB in the NFL right now?
3: James Bradbury. Hell no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fuck out of hey, here. He's not, he's not he's going off though. He's he's been playing well this year.
4: Yeah, he is. It's 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 hard to say, man. It's it's a lot of guys who do who do their thing well. You know what I'm saying? Like Jalen Ramsey shit. He's one of my favorite dudes. He's strapping, they got him playing, he switched it up. He's playing a whole bunch of zone this year. He even playing the nickel this year. They put him inside. He physical as hell. He almost like a linebacker inside. You know what I'm saying? He's tackling and everything. So I mean. You know I like them, them Humphreys and MP.
2: Yeah, the physical just, guys. who Because I man. stand on
4: that. I stand on getting the ball, interceptions. We might give up 60, 70 yards, but who cares if I got a pick to the crib, right? You know what I'm, saying? I'm making plays <laughs> out here. Yeah, I'm out here making plays. We ain't worried about giving up comebacks or slants, you know what I'm saying? i was going look- pick one comeback, one slant. I'm going to pick it off and go to the crib, you know what I'm saying? So I stand on that. So I definitely like MP. He get picks. I definitely like Xavier Howard. He get picks. I like Humphreys, he takes the ball away, period. I like Ramsey. I it's incredible that in your career you had
2: 10 defensive touchdowns. That is interceptions to the
4: crib. Interceptions to the touchdown. Yeah, picks to the crib.
2: Pick six. That is insane. Can you name every QB that you pick six?
4: Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) No, I can't name some of the old ones like. His name was Max something. <laughs> I remember. Max Shaw, but nah, Max. It was like Max. Um, Max. It was, it was. It was bad. He was bad. <laughs> it was Max something. He played for the Cardinals. He was like a backup. Yeah. It was on like a third quarterback. I took his ass like two times. Went to the crib. See, I can't remember them, but I know, I know, like you know, I know some of them. Flacco, uh,
2: Max Andy, Hall, like, Max two. Hall,
4: maybe Max Hall. I just googled Cardinals could you be named uh, named Max? So maybe that was it. I think it wasn't even Max Hall. I think it was something else. It probably. Damn, this was a while ago. Uh, who else threw me one? I think Andy Dalton threw me one. Uh, I just gotta think about the teams. Mm. what was your favorite? What your- Stafford threw me one. Ooh. What was your my favorite? favorite? My both of my favorites is Andrew Luck. Both Andrew Luck picked. One of them was the, my first game in New England. That's like my, you know what I'm saying, my intro to the stage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's my introduction to the stage. Because I used to play for the Bucks, bro. And, like, I'll be at home in the neighborhood and people don't even know I'm in the league. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we was blacked out, bro. Like, we was, our games was blacked out. Our games was blacked out because we didn't sell enough tickets for, like, two seasons straight. So, I mean, I went first round and everything. But, I still can just be somewhere, and people don't even know I'm in the NFL. But once I got to New England, now that was my introduction to the stage. Now it was like, oh, I can't sleep. It was like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I felt that in real NFL feeling. So it was definitely that first pick to the crib from New England that Andrew Luck threw me. And then the one that he threw me when I was in Denver it was like third and something. Might have been a year after we won the chip or the year we won the chip, one of them. But both of those two, Andrew Luck, they probably my favorite, too. I ain't going to lie. Just they got the best run. They got the best run after (laughs) after the pick. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah!
2: (laughs) Amazing. So let me ask you this: throughout your career, who was the quarterback that you least wanted to face when when you saw him on the schedule, and who was the quarterback that you most wanted to face? Like you like you knew, all right, we might be able to eat.
4: Uh, I I feel like that. I'm going to change it a little bit just because Yeah, do we? I don't give a damn about looking on them schedule. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at all of them like, oh, yeah, okay, we got this. Oh, he throw these? Oh, yeah, I'm going to eat. So every week I'm I'm brainwashed. I think I'm going to go ham and have the best game ever, like, you know what I'm saying, every week. Yeah. And, but the, the quarterback who gave me the most work, shit, Eli Manny one time. What? Came out, bro. Bro, Eli Manny came out one time with Hakeem Nix. I'm following Hakeem Nix. He threw me at least eight, nine fades in one game. He had bombed <laughs> one of them, boom, over the top. I looked back shoulder, he had bombed it the far away. Fuck. Then I looked the far away, boom, he had throw it back shoulder. He was fucking me up. It was. I'm like, damn, <laughs> Hakeem Nix done went off on me, bro, and I don't even feel like it was Nix. I'm like, it was... It was Eli, bro. I'm in perfect position. <laughs> but I looked the wrong way. He done backed the show. It was, it was crazy, bro. And he gave me some work that day. And that's that's the time I felt like, man, it ain't even this. Sorry, uh, I, I respect Hakeem <laughs> Nicks. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, I'm like, yeah. this nigga weak. It ain't even him. It's the quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real shit. He, he gave me some work. And and I felt like I was playing against a quarterback that that day.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Then a quarterback who uh who I played, and I was like, he's just making – He's easy. Like he ain't he ain't making good decisions. He trying to he trying to let me win or something. Uh, I say Jason Campbell one time. He threw me three picks oh, one man. game. Damn. And it should have been like five, though. It was a game in Washington. I'm like, oh my God, bro. He this felt like a practice. That game felt like a practice. It was like they was the scout team. He was throwing me the ball. It should have been like five <laughs> interceptions had three of them one game. It's crazy. I seen him one time we went to the we went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Me and my brother in the lobby, we checking we checking in the hotel, I think that the, the Viceroy or Viceroy or whatever it's called. We checking in the hotel, boom. Jason Campbell right there. I said, Jason, what's up, baby? You my favorite quarterback ever, <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking with him in the lobby. That shit was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my brother was right there though. But yeah, I say Jason Campbell was probably the one who I was like, man. Hold up, man. It's food. Is he working for me or something? Like, what is going on? <laughs> He's trying <laughs> to get you paid? <laughs> it was trying to get me paid, man. It was a bad day at the office for him.
0: How many guys did you fuck around sure. with quarterbacks on the on the field with talking trash? Like if they would throw shitty passes or you would pick them off. How much of a trash talk would be to the QBs and who are the best trash trash talkers back to you?
4: Uh I try I try to if I if I got the chance, if I get close enough to them, I usually talk to receivers. A lot of a lot of noise to receivers, but you know, every once in a while, I get close to a QB, talk to him a little bit. Uh, Philip Rivers, though, for sure. Philip Rivers, the one, he gonna talk back. He gonna, oh, doesn't he he talk a lot at sure the line of scrimmage. But I'm I'm in the alley. I know, but I'm saying like he has a reputation I, of
0: talking like at the line of scrimmage and stuff oh, yeah, like that.
4: Oh yeah, he talked he talked to Von. They may having all kind of Chris him him Derek Wolf, Von. They got all kind of stories, man. Tell me. <laughs> but uh, we will get close to him, Mary once in a while. You know what I'm saying? We could have a little conversation so, with him, but.
2: Who's the wide receiver that that you had the best a best trash trash talk history with? And then how much does Michael? Cratch- 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 and- how <laughs> much does Michael? We Cratch- know the answer Cratch- to that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, how much does Michael Crabtree hate you?
4: I don't know. I don't know if he hate me. I mean, we we got mutual friends. You know what I'm saying we done chilled chilled in the same area a couple of times. So. I don't hate him. I don't hate, no, you know what I'm saying? It's football, you feel me? We seen each other off the field. It, went, it ain't no it wasn't no problems when we off the field. So it really ain't no problems there, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think he hate me like that. If he do shit, I, it's news to me. You know what I'm saying? I done seen him after all that All, yeah. all that stuff. We done yeah. we stepped outside, had a talk, you feel me? Cool. But uh, I don't really hate nobody from no football, I man. I feel like we all so unique. We all like in the club together, you know what I'm saying? I, mm i can't even hate y'all like you know what i'm saying it's we our stories is too much similar like we too much we we too close to mm. really hate somebody ain't nobody really did nothing to me for you i really do something to me my family or something for me to really hate somebody like that yeah but uh definitely the noise talking it's definitely crap we have some nice battles out there talking shit. uh steve me and steve had some good battles out there talking shit. um uh, Pierre Garçon, he's a good noise talker. A lot of extra oh, wow. extracurricular okay. activity. Extracurricular activity after the play. I don't, You know what I'm saying? That then we got into him at joint practices and all that. You know what I'm saying? So Pierre Garçon, we some nice... But at the end of the day, it's always, all right, all right bro, it's always yeah. like that. We, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get down on this field. And then it's over with, so. What That's did you...
2: The, last year, there was a big... Back and forth between Richard Sherman and Darrell Revis. How do you, as someone who is going to the Hall of Fame, I would say, how do you. I hope, man. I, I would. Your credentials are, are very good. So I would say, how does someone of your stature, when they see that, kind of react to it?
4: Uh, it's. it's- it's entertainment. I'm reacting the same way y'all is. I'm waiting for the next post or the next comment. <laughs> I want to know what they think about each other, too. You know what I'm, I'm just like y'all. So, shit, it's, it's entertainment to me, man. You know, I like it. It's good for the game. You need that.
3: To put you on the spot, though, who do you think is better? Because I think we had this argument on the podcast a long time ago of who was just- better between Sherman and Rivas. In your opinion, because you, you call Brady the GOAT, so who's. I guess the the corner. Yeah, corners. It's, 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 taking yourself out
2: of that because because
4: like I said, we
3: you know you're taking,
2: you're on a level, you know. So taking yourself yeah, out of I'm, it a
4: little bit. If I was drafting in the corner and, and, and it was my defense, I'm probably going to be a Wade Phillips type of defense, man. to man uh show make it look like man when we playing zone it's all going to look like man, you know what I'm saying? So we are going to stand on that, man. Then I might I might take Revis on on my team personally because he play that man, and he and he get a, and he get a few picks, but I mean, if 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 I was just you know going going draft a player for my team, and I was going to hire a, a DC or whoever, shit, I might take Sherman because he make more plays. Like, you know what I'm saying, I, I, yeah, but I, I no, there's no play. there's
0: no Sherman Island. There was a Revis Island.
4: Exactly, because he, he's strapping So So, yeah, nothing. so Revis couldn't make the audience. plays
0: because they would never Wh- throw his direction.
4: What do you prefer? What
2: would you prefer? What do you prefer? Do you prefer when the guys throw at you or that they're that scared true, to throw? Adam,
4: that ain't true. Revis get the same what? amount of targets as Sherman. He gets the same amount of really? targets as I keep Well, training.
0: in, in Revis's prime, and, I mean, it, it, they, he got targeted more later on in his career, obviously, as his skills deteriorated. But there for a while, like, I mean, he would lock down guys and they just wouldn't throw in his direction. a ton. I mean, they're, you know, Calvin I mean, Johnson's I'm sure, the big I'm match. Sure was
4: a time. Um, when Sherman, Sherman came in the league as a receiver. So, of course, they're like, oh, he played X receiver. He can't move that good. They was throwing hella balls to him. That's why he had eight picks here, one, yep. eight picks here, two. And then that shit, then, then them targets started decreasing as well. So, I mean, he did the same thing as Sherman. He had he started with this amount of targets. Now he get this amount of targets. You know what I'm saying? So, That's that happened to the best of us. I ain't really trying to hear about no targets. Because you can look, <laughs> okay, okay, look, look at look the go. line. Man. And, you know what I'm saying? It's, Son of Everybody <laughs> gets targets. <laughs> Everybody get targets. I mean, even when even when Sherman was, even when Revis was strapping number one receivers, they was throwing the number one receiver. Yeah, you but think, I mean, they no. Again, the number one receiver a big time eight, target eight though wasn't
0: getting 15 targets per game when he had Revis on him. He may be getting a little less, but yes, they're still good. they're still throwing the ball. Nobody
4: getting 15 from. targets a game. Yeah, nobody there's... getting 15 targets a game on that left side on when you play San Fran either. Nobody throwing know, the ball 15 times a game. Mm-mm. There we go. So I mean, uh, it's 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 whatever floats your boat, man. It's really it's really what defense you play. You know what I'm saying? If you're a zone, if you a zone team, pick Sherman, because he's a great zone corner. If you're a man team, pick Revis because he's a great man corner. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not two different positions, but it's two totally different skill sets. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, we he pick you for whatever floats your boat, whatever one you want. Me personally, I'm an interception guy, so I'm probably gonna take Sherman. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably gonna take Sherman, but me in me the coaching mindset, I like playing man coverage. So I probably, my, if I was a D coordinator, I'd probably play more of a man type of system. So shit, plugging in my play, I'd be like, damn, I like Sherman. He get all these picks, but shit, we don't need him for this defense. I got to get Regis. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'd be as a GM. So just whatever whatever system you playing, whatever floats your boat.
2: Before, before we get you out of here, NFL MVP right now, who are you picking?
4: Russell Wilson. There we go. Never he, Easy work.
2: It's crazy. He's never had one vote for MVP. Not even, not even a vote. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. There we go. We appreciate yeah, you. Ta- crazy. We appreciate you taking the time. Thank you,
4: fellas. Y'all take Thank care, you, man. Peace out. You up. too, man. All
2: right. Uh, huge shout out to Keith for joining us. Uh, make sure you go check out his Call to the Booth podcast. As he said, he keeps it very real. Uh, he he doesn't pull any punches. Uh, always great to have like nf like like players minds on that real that detail oriented stuff and you know adam you, you, a little disagreement there between you two uh on the Revis and Sherman thing not, hey, not a bad post,
3: thing mini poster no <laughs>
0: shut the fuck up the
3: two <laughs> I mean man. I know, I wouldn't I know you
2: want to bust cha- my balls about this I would personally challenge all pro defensive players on like what they know uh, about Listen uh, as I said
0: to you guys when we got done doing the interview he obviously knows a million more things about football than I will ever know cuz he played the game for all those years but, very, very successfully. Played very successful. Awesome accolades. But he wasn't watching Jets week in and week out like I was. <laughs> so I get where he's coming from. And that's and it's a, a good, it's a decent rebuttal. It's a good rebuttal on his part. And I respect the fuck out of to leave I remember covering him in Kansas when I was back covering college football. He was a beast. But I watched, uh, I've been watching a shit ton of Jets football for better, but mostly for worse in my lifetime. And there were plenty of goddamn games where Rivas was putting guys on an island and they weren't getting 10 to 15 targets per game because he was locking the guys down. So we'll agree to disagree. And I respect the fuck out of Kib Talib. Good guest, fun conversation. (laughs) But I remember what I saw clearly.
3: I love it. He's not backing. I love he's not backing down. I love it. He challenged Dudley last
0: week. He's challenged key. And by the way, I'm accurate on that Dudley thing too. Go look at go all these uh, all I guess, Lakers. I will say
2: Eric 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 like he doesn't he work for Clutch. Uh, no, he, it's not Eric. No, he work.
0: does. No, other other NBA stuff. But go ahead. I know you're talking. He does, about, he
2: does other NBA stuff. Like, but the cap mind, and he was in our mentions. Like Dudley's wrong. Dudley's so, wrong. he's
0: completely wrong. He's completely wrong. So all you all you clowns out there who have hit me up on Twitter saying that that, listen to Dudley, I'm wrong. (laughs) Dudley's right. Fall the fuck back, okay, and read some goddamn research. Read actual people who know what the fuck they're talking about. I know what the fuck I'm talking about because I've been reading on the salary cap shit all season long. The Lakers can't just randomly add two fucking max players and become the super squad team. Ma- but I don't no, but, even think that. They but, the know. Way, but some but some idiots out there listen to the podcast thought that Dudley's talking about they're gonna add you know fucking Giannis caliber players or other guys like that. The Lakers can't do that. Read some goddamn articles from people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Because I have, because I actually know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm done Sh- Message from Dudley-
3: Adam to listeners Read some goddamn articles
0: Yeah, read You read your clowns Read some goddamn <laughs> articles Shout out to Dudley
2: for coming on That was still a very fun conversation Oh uh, no,
0: Dudley was awesome We'll have him back on Hopefully the Lakers Hopefully the Lakers can fit him into the salary cap situation because they're about to be Ooh. maxed out with AD Ooh. and with fucking Ooh. KCP I mean, Zion Ooh. how many of the
2: mentions did that social clip about the Lakers next year said had we in some sort of Dudley oh, sounds yeah. very they'll, secure they'll...
3: Dudley sounds very secure that he thinks he's gonna be back but <laughs> all everybody Lakers fans was like hmm, Dudley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean he's a it's a minimum salary player it's worth yeah, it it's I think to like... have him no no
0: he can get yeah he can get the veteran minimum salary And you can like you can give dollars. out as many vet minimums as possible like and can go, yeah, yeah no again Lakers well do we want to get like nerd out about the cap right no, now? We no we don't want to yeah, nerd so, out
2: about the cap yeah. So we don't want to nerd about the camp, no Dudley. I
0: hope he resigns the Lakers because Dudley's a lot of fun. I love to have him come back on, and he's a great locker room guy. He's awesome to talk to. So shout to Dudley. We'll have him back on. Hopefully, the Lakers resign him. But Lakers fans have a modicum of fucking intelligence and do some goddamn research and read for once and don't I, sound like ass clowns on Twitter. We didn't even
2: up. we this whole episode. We didn't even get to the Houston Rockets. Like probably going to blow up their team. Like I guess maybe next Thursday we'll talk about it. They got some issues. But the Those amount options. the amount of trade well, real quick, the amount of trade machines I've seen with like nine teams just to try and figure out how to get like hardened onto talking like the about, Warriors or something.
3: Talking about Embiid and Harden. Yeah,
2: bro, like the, the trade machine yeah, is already a while. already crazy. Uh but as always, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh until Thursday, we'll be back. Thursday also, I'm tallying up me tallying up the records. So far, of Adam and I's bets, and then Zion straight up. So we will have the uh, debut of that. I was zero two last
0: week for best bets, so I have to get my shit together. Uh, Adam does, but they're uh, looking. Uh, the wait, early numbers are You're doing are it good. based
3: off the. You're doing it based off the pod, because last week I, you, picked you, the, I picked the Vikings on the site, and I picked the Falcons on the podcast. But I think we should do the waffler. pod you're, because you're you're
0: do the, you, are the, you are the king of waffling, pal. So no shock there. Changes my mind. News happens. Zion
2: changes his mind. Between the two, I think we're going to do the pod Zion as the official record keeper. So, we will right. do that. We're going to debut Keep the numbers Thursday. I think they're they're good. We're making you can make some money if you listen. So, uh we'll see you guys Thursday as always. We love y'all. Until next time. Special thanks to our producer, Josh Dodd, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, our production manager, Seansell Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, who gets us all our great guests, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart. Shout out to the main man in charge, our GM, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks.